Race fans, it's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Driver, start your engine! If you're complaining about racetrack conditions in victory lane, you may be a dirt track racer. It's the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, live from the Altel Studios. Perfect. <laughs> it's Gucci, Mark Marhoff, and always, you know him, driver of the 87, Mike on the mic, Mike Mueller. What's up, Mark? What's up, man? Well, not a whole lot. Always good to have you back in studio doing this thing that we like to call a podcast. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Always a good time. Ah, uh, kind of a weird weekend. We're supposed to race, didn't race. Yep. Uh, rained out with no rain, so unfortunately. That's a new one. Yeah. That's a new one. I was going to say Cedar Lake had a new feature winner this week. Uh, her name was Mother Nature, but uh, I see no rain. No, cleaned house. Radar looked like crap, so I'm glad they called it early and didn't get us all out there. Oh, yeah. No. That's the, that's the crappy part about all that is that, you know, which I... I mean, if they think they can do the show, they can do the show, but it sucks for us and fans. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, here, we're here, we hot lapped, time to shut it off. There's nothing worse than getting to the track than getting canceled, so. Yeah. No, I applaud them for canceling early. Got to hang out, have another off weekend, and yep. it was fun. Yeah, going to get ready for uh, Friday night, Cedar Lake, the greatest show on dirt. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Rolling into town. We'll talk about, uh, they had a big week last week, Husits, Jackson, uh, Logan Schuhart's a few thousand dollars richer. Yep, picked up the big check. Nothing wrong with that. No, he was quick. He was. He's always quick at Jackson, but uh, he, he whooped them Saturday. Oh, yeah, he gave them. Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Yeah, they got rained out Saturday. Yeah, all that stuff was south. Yeah. Moving north, and they got it bad. Yeah, it was pouring down there, but turned out great. Track was awesome on Sunday for a day race. They did a heck of a job. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. Um, I know you had it up on the old iPad, Izzle. Yep. Did, I mean, did it look like it was hammered down? I mean, or did they do a pretty good job uh, getting that track prep done? They did a good job. There was a top, there was a bottom, and nice. track was fast. A little slick, you know, started getting slick in the middle, but didn't take any rubber, and it was racy. It was good. I was a little uh, uncapacitated on the couch. Just chilling it. Just hanging out. Just wanted nothing to do with life. Yeah, that's about what I did. Just watched the race, worked <laughs> in the shop for a little bit, and that was it. No, you can't go wrong there. So, yeah, you know, good way to spend an off weekend. Uh, we hung out, saw the Nightmare and Smashy. Yep. That was a good time. That was fun. I uh, got you, took your uh, pizza pub virginity. Yep. Away, so hopefully you enjoyed that and whatnot. And yeah, good solid weekend just to hang out and relax. And because uh, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of racing coming up starting this Friday. It's gonna be busy. So I know that there's uh, opportunity. You know, obviously Friday night, Cedar Lake. You know, I know there's some races the following weekend going out in North Dakota. Then you got the JP3 series is gonna have a couple races Thursday and Friday. A week after that. Plus Cedar Lake again that weekend. That's a potentially a three-race weekend if yeah. you decide to run it. Yeah, that's my plan to do that three-day weekend. That'll be my next race after the Outlaw Show, and it's going to be fun. Right, right. Yeah, because you got plans to uh, potentially head to Iowa 
I think I'm going to go to Knoxville in two weeks. Going to do it, huh? Yep. Going to watch trucks. Trucks and the uh, USAC sprint cars. Nice. I don't have an answer for you that on that. It's yeah. going to be good. I do not have an answer. Dingus by noon Friday. Oh, sounds terrible right now. I know, but it'll be fun. Sounds absolutely terrible. I just hope the weather's perfect. It should be. I mean, that's what it was looking like. Yep. You know, 4th of July coming up this weekend as well. I mean, on top of World Outlaws coming to Cedar Lake. If you're uh, live and local listening to us and uh, you're looking for something to do, your Reaction Time Sports Podcast will be in the Forest Lake 4th of July Parade. Saturday, July 3rd starts at 10 a.m. Come out, check us out. I will be there. Dink, the boom, Taylor, Mrs. Dink, the kiddos, Johnny and Amy, Lure. Nice. Pulling the car. It's going to be good. On the trailer. Any confirmation on Mike on the mic? I think I might be able to make it happen. Really? We'll see. We'll see how Friday goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, if you win, I would just say, just Mike, you just you just do you Friday night. Right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to that parade. Man, it's been years. I know. I know. We stopped going to that and whatnot. But, hey, it's good publicity. No, it'll be good. It's good publicity. We got can koozies to toss out, temporary tattoos. Sling some candy. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time, man. Hopefully uh, pick up some new fans that either enjoy listening to uh, dirt track racing or sports. Either or. We do it all. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a long day. Here's a tentative plan. Parade it. Lake it. Potentially Cedar Lake it. <laughs> and then go back to Forest Lake it. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Going to Cedar Lake, then back to Forest Lake. Be a long night. It would be a long night, but they got some good bands playing up there Saturday night. Oh, do they? At the Legion and Vanellis and whatnot. I think uh, six to midnight's at the Legion, and then I think Good for Gary's at Vanellis. I mean, those two they wail. It's good for Gary them two old guys that look Hawaiian. I always see them up there. I don't remember, but they play the bangers. Okay, they play bangers. Yeah. So does six to midnight. That's what you need with like a good band. Most of the people that do this stuff at the bars and whatnot, they're doing covers from like 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yep. You know, maybe they do have a little bit of their own stuff, but people, you know, they want to hear covers of the of the oldies. Yep. You know, so that's, I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah, it'd be a long day. Slinging a frosty beverage and listening to some like Guns N' Roses. I don't know. I mean, like a 14-hour shift in Forest Lake Saturday <laughs> for you. No, it'll be a good time. So, yeah, make sure if you're uh, swinging down to the parade, come on and... Uh, Check out the RTS podcast float. It'll be my truck and the 69S of uh, John Lewis Sprinker. It's going to look good. It will look good. RTS slapped all over the side of that song, bitch. Perfect. RTS, this is episode 49. Ooh, the big cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brad Sweet episode. Brad Sweet. <sighs> Tried getting a hold of just telling you, man, like these PR people are terrible. I guess he had like a Napa opening store. Yeah. Somewhere in Wisconsin this week. Yeah. So yeah, he's got just make it just didn't work out. No, it didn't. I mean, he's just right across the river, but I mean when you got obligations, you got obligations. Yep, no, I totally understand. RTS fifty. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Coming up potentially next week. If we do the episode. Because obviously I believe the majority of us do not work Monday. Nope. Because I know that our local, uh, that's how we're observing the fourth. Yep, we're off Monday as well. But we're not podcasting that day. No. No. Ain't happening. So my thought, my thought is, and I reached out to the other two hoodlums that do the uh, sports end of things with me, mm-hmm. and seeing potentially if they'd be able to come in the studio on Tuesday. Should probably work. Which I would like to do is have the three of you in here with me, and we kind of do like a crossover episode. That'd work. But we're live on the old face barn. Whoa. And maybe play a little TTQs. 
Sounds good. I'm in for that. Maybe have some giveaways. Yeah. You know, get a RTS shirt, koozie, sticker, temp tattoo combo. Yeah, that sounds like good. Good plan. You know, have some giveaways, get some people in. Maybe the winner of the uh, whoever tunes in, as long as they like, share, follow, and then they play along with thirsty questions. If you score the most points, that could be your uh, that could be your prize pack. That'd be badass. So details are still in the works. If that is the case, July sixth, Tuesday, Facebook Live Reaction Time Sports. Let's do it. I don't know. Are you gonna be able to handle the two sports guys? Oh yeah. You sure? Uh I think so. I don't know if they're gonna be able to handle you. That's probably a you better know, you know way I mean? to say it. Because I mean, when Andrew gets in here, I mean, he likes starts going on his little tangents and everything, and he likes to just start talking about fertilizer, and grocery bags, and he, li- he lives. <laughs> I've in heard it, some of it. He lives an interesting life. Nice. You know, his yard's everything for him. He does the deal where, like, you order all your groceries online. Yeah. And somebody gets them for you, and you just show up, and they bring them to your car. Really? Well, I guess every time that, like, he goes, I think he either goes to Cub or Walmart to get groceries, he gets, like, 500 bags because they, like, put every item in an individual bag. Yes. Why? I don't know. Kate does the Target pickup orders. So so she'll do it at work and then stop there and pick it up after work. And, yeah, there's always a ton of bags. Jeez. I don't know what it is. I don't know about you. I mean, if that's what everybody does, great. You know, like if I put my order in and say like, hey, I want Velveeta mac and cheese. And you all of a sudden you put like Kraft in my bag. Not good. I'm pissed. You're a big Velveeta guy. I love Velveeta. I've noticed. <laughs> I love it. I noticed on the eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. All day long. Put it in the jambalaya and everything. It's a good time. Damn. It's a good time. Jambalaya Wednesday, every Wednesday night. Live you, here at the RTS studio. You make it? Yeah. Oh. It's good stuff. It's world renowned. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. You have to try Sounds it sometime. Good. I think I've seen some snaps now that you say that. Oh yeah, dude. You get the little kibasa in there, chop that up, throw that in there. You know, you get your fixings and everything. Throw that. <laughs> so good. Getting nice. Hung- getting hungry now. I know. I didn't eat dinner yet. Yeah, we used to do on Mondays. You should start. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> but then we started this whole spiel up and everything. So, right. you know, when we're not getting done until like 8 o'clock at night, I'll really be whipping up dinner that late. Yeah, no, I hear you there. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I haven't had Jump Lion forever. I think I had some when I was in New Orleans. But that's authentic. That was pretty good. That's authentic, Jambalaya. It was good. This isn't authentic. This is like I got the recipe off of Pinterest and just crafted it on my own. Your own Pinterest. Taylor's Pinterest. Okay, let's just <laughs> clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not have a Pinterest. Do not go looking for RTS or myself on Pinterest. We RTS pod. <laughs> <laughs> on the funny. pin. Yep. Pod on the pin. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. So, yeah, no, it's good stuff, man. I have to try it out sometime. Yeah, for sure. Sounds great. RTS B main. Let's Get do after it. it. Suitcase race coming up. Let's do it up. Going to recap all those wonderful happenings over the weekend in the world of motorsports. It's the Reaction Time Sports B-Main presented by the Racing Insiders. The Racing Insiders, your one-stop pit stop for everything. NASCAR, trucks, Xfinity, ARCA. If it's got four wheels and it's on asphalt, head on over to the Racing Insiders. Check them out, racinginsiders.com. Kyle Larson's on a losing streak. That's unbelievable. Can you believe it? I still don't. We were watching it. That was a heck of a finish. We are like, oh, we got our own Bowman. It's over. Going into turn three. What just happened? Last lap. Flat left front. In the fence. Done. Banging the boards down. Finishes ninth. Ninth. (laughs) Unbelievable. How? 
I just, I don't know. And then I, I read today too. So the last person going for four in a row was Kyle Busch. Mm. And he was winning his fourth in a row. Flatty. Ran out of gas on the last lap. Really? Yep. <sighs> so same thing happens to Larson and Kyle Busch gets the win. Pretty crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch all the race, but it doesn't sound like tires were an issue. No. All weekend. He must've just ran something over. But remember there was that debris caution with like 20 to go. Yeah. That's what stacked him back up. It's just crazy how it happens in the last corner. I feel for the guy. I wanted him to get that four. Yeah. I wanted him to get it. And we were like, damn, he got around Bowman. Bowman was battling back a couple of times. He just couldn't get back around him. Yep. And then Kyle set sail. And like you said, the, you know, the laundry came out and came into turn three and it was not good. Unbelievable. Sucks here. I'm cool for Hendrick picking up another win, six in a row. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. No, they're on fire. They are on fire, but, I mean, still limp the car home for a ninth place finish. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I turn around on Sunday, and then old Rowdy Nation picks up the dub. Yeah, he had a heck of a time, too, with this car being stuck in fourth gear. And yeah. They had a bungee cord in there holding it back for him. And, man, what? It just got to be the longest, dumbest day. Oh, for and sure. And then to win around fuel, fuel mileage on a pretty entertaining last couple laps of the race. It was pretty cool. I actually enjoy the fuel mileage races. So do I. You know, because, like, they had the telemetry up and everything, and you could see that, like, they had it on, like, Kurt Busch and a couple other guys, and they're only, like, half throttle. Yep. But, you know, it's like, you know, Denny was behind him and whatnot. He's half throttle, too. So it's like, if, you know, clearly if these guys weren't saving fuel, and they were good. I mean, they'd have blown right past him, but they were all doing the same thing. Yeah, it was so weird. Everybody was on a different strategy, and some people were saving, then they weren't, and then they're like, we're going to run all too short. Might as well just pit. Right. Well, I mean, that was the thing, too. They were talking about William Byron's fuel situation. And so I believe Denny and Kurt and them guys were already saving fuel. And Fugel, uh, Byron's crew chief, didn't relay the message to him until almost probably 10 laps later after these guys have been saved, these other guys have been saving fuel, that he needed to save fuel. Yeah, and it did not work out for him. He had the fastest car by far. Yeah, like how do you, what? Not very good communication there. No. Not at all. But, no, it sucks for Willie B. I think, you know, he would have got the win for sure. But then Kyle Larson comes home second after a first lap crash. He gets into the back of Hamlin, messes up the grill, hood, and, I don't know, kids just, he's so good. He's probably like, if I'm going to be in Pennsylvania, I want to be in my sprint car. <laughs> right. Four days this week, he's running PA Speed Week. I saw something. tonight. I saw something that him and Seabell. Bell's running the first, well, Bell's running Monday, Tuesday. Right. And uh, Larson's running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. See, that's what I was curious about because NASCAR goes to Elkhart, Wisconsin this weekend for Road America. Yep. Do we get a Kyle Larson sighting at Cedar Lake? Maybe Friday. That's what I'm saying. You it's less know. than 20. It's more than 24 hours and he has to race. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, it would suck because he wouldn't. But he raced nationals that Saturday and then went to Michigan a couple years back and yep. won. Well, he's on the front row for nationals and Chip said go for it. Well, he ran the dream on Saturday and then ran the all-star race Sunday. They, I don't know. I know I talked to him because he, he mentioned it on Wing Nation that he was doing it. and So who knows? It'd be cool if he showed up at Cedar. That'd be sweet. Yeah. A prime example, I know that we didn't touch on this. I mean, Kyle Busch was doing a tire test at Road America last week, and him and uh, Braxton and Samantha trucked up to Thunder Hill. Yeah, with right, racing his go-kart. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. So, I mean, just, I never really liked the guy. And if my buddy Robbie's listening that I go to school with for sheet metal and whatnot, he's a big KB18 fan. Like, he's the one who got me that stupid-ass koozie. <laughs> it's not stupid. KFB. Oh, man. I appreciate it. Just, I was... Gonna keep it in the keep it in the house. Perfect. I'll bring it to the track. No, it was really cool that he was up there racing with his kid and 
just badass seeing somebody like that you know he's a hall of famer he's a legend just another normal guy like this with his family wants his kid out to run and they had the opportunity and they're like guess we're going to thunder hill too cool no i thought that was pretty sweet never in a million years that i've thought i mean you've seen other big names out there before and whatnot but i mean kyle bush right kyle freaking bush it's crazy damn yes nascar kind of yeah in our backyard i mean all carts a few hours away but uh yeah their first trip to road america ever it's gonna be cool xfinity and the trucks have been here but the cup series has never been that's yeah, gonna be interesting see who picks up that inaugural win and another road course yep millions of road courses yes a lot this year uh formula one for Stappen goes back to back uh hamilton two uh so for Stappen holding on to that point lead a little bit it's good for him extended out Formula One still doing their thing. Big battle between Red Bull and uh, Mercedes. Keeping an eye on that. Uh, what's going on in the dirt scene? Uh, they finished up the showdown this week. They had Husits on uh, Monday with Gravel picking up the win. Dominated. And then Tuesday for the 30 grand, Aaron Reitzel. Hey, hey Ron. The bike thrower. <laughs> Just put her up top and let her eat. So he was quick, picked up 30 grand. You set him up for a $100,000 bonus if he would have won Sunday at Jackson. and Not even close. Now he got lapped. He Damn. was not on his game at Jackson. No. And he's previous Jackson Nationals winner. How do you biff it like that? I don't know, especially with that money on the line. Yeah. Like, did you, did they throw the throw up she- or the, the, the setup sheet away or something? Who knows? The chain probably fell off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, he struggled all week. Kerry Madsen, I mean, Dude. he whooped him up the first two nights. Yeah, like, what was up with that car? 14th the first. Damn. Flying. Yeah, I mean, in, like, what was it, seven laps? In, yeah, instant. Stupid fast. That was nuts. No, Gravel was quick. He started third, got the lead right away, and then no, there was a yellow, and Schuert got by him on the restart, and it was pretty much over. Game over from there. Yeah, they, I mean, they got close one time in, in uh, lap traffic, and Schuert checked out. So, cool for him. He won it last year. Picked up 50 grand. Nice. Just badass. He was happy. He won the dash, too. Their, their weird qualifying king of the hill that was, wasn't my favorite, but it definitely helped out David Gravel going eighth to third. For sure. So worked out good for him, but no, congrats to Shuhart and yeah. Gravel ran second. So you know, like we said, World Outlaws Sierra Lake this weekend. If you had to pick one driver this weekend that could potentially win both nights, who are you taking? I don't know. Brad Sweet did it last year from seventh mm-hmm. and eighth, I believe. So yeah. I did not see that coming, but Shuhart's won there before. I'm sure Kerry Madsen will be there. I mean, he's fast. He's he's won both of them before. I think I got to go with probably Gravel. Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking. Gravel or Shuart? Yeah, one of them too. Shuart's fast right now. Yeah. I, my other kind of sleeper pick on that deal might be Macedo. Yeah, he's been quick. Don't quote me on this, but I mean, I always feel like, you know, when I've been there to watch the Outlaws, granted, whatever car he's with, he was in the Kyle Larson car, or if he was with JJR, he was still quick. Yeah, he's fast. So, I mean, it seems like he's got a pretty good track record about at Cedar Lake. Yeah, he does get on the three-eighths mile type tracks, and I think he'll be quick. I don't know. I'm excited. I can't wait. Does Lonnie do a pool for this weekend for the World Outlaws? I sure hope so. Because I just got that check in the mail. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. I've been checking that mailbox like every day. Nice. Oh, yeah. Then it finally showed up, and then it's like just addressed. It's like from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I'm like, oh, this is it. Perfect. <laughs> Open it up. It's like, cha-cha. Pool winnings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Winning. Tiger blood. Winning. And what, USAC was at Eldora for the Silver Crown race. Mm-hmm. Silver Crown cars. They were with the SRX series, weren't they? Yep. Tyler Courtney picked up the win. Old sunshine. He's quick. He's quick at anything he runs at Eldora. He's fast. He's fast at Eldora. He's won midgets, Silver Crown. 
sprint car, wing car, stupid quick. Tonka truck. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> so, no, he was cool. And then Smoke picked up the SRX, went out there, too. So, that was cool. Oh, yeah. That was a good race. They were banging and beating on each other. Oh, yeah. It was cool. Cool to see Cody Swanson, too, out there. Yeah, for sure. Had a little more luck than Brian Brown did at Knoxville. Yes. Yeah, Brown didn't look very good. They definitely had the backup beeper charged up. Oh, did you finally watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you couldn't judge anything. Yeah, no, it was bad. No, SRX series doing pretty darn good. The race, like you said, I think Eldora was probably the best so far. Yeah. Um, And if I remember, didn't Tony start at the tail? Yeah, they must have inverted them for the heat races or something. But, yeah, started in the back. And yeah. He drove to the front. He was quick. From it's his track. Yeah. Probably knows it like back of his head. Right. Oh, he was quick. Did you imagine what it would be like to be a track owner? It's got to just be so much pressure. I'm sure. Just everything. It's just like I said in the opener. If you ain't bitching about track prep and victory lane. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought of that because I don't know why it stuck with me, but just Robert Ballou. When yeah. I was watching Eastern Storm, first thing, you, oh, you know, the car was good, but man, this track, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. He just likes to talk. I know. Complain about, he just needs something to complain about. Oh, but. Yeah. but after he won that feature, he's like, I take back everything I said about the track prep. It was, it was pretty damn it was cool. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done the same thing. The land of 10,000 lakes up here for the IMCA cars. I did see that. So they ran Princeton, Brainerd, Brainerd, and Granite City. So they had over 220 cars the first three nights. Damn. So for three classes. That's so insane. That was pretty cool. Jesse Glenn's picked up the win at Princeton. Saw so that. Shout out to him. He races with us locally at Cedar Lake, and he kicked some ass. So that was super cool. And had a ton of other guys win. Some big checks. Some big money went out. And pretty damn cool to see that many cars and oh, yeah. people from all over the United States up here running. Car count fell off huge last night. Oh, well, I'm sure whether it's there was only that. like 132 cars there, Jeez. which well, is not good. Right. Compared to, you know, 220 of the previous nights. Right. Well, I'm sure weather had a factor into that. Sunday race. Yep. You know, especially with all the out-of-towners, you know, if they're not local. Two, three, four-hour-plus drive. I mean, I, I would want to go home. Pretty cool for all them guys. You know, a lot of guys up here. Absolutely. We did have some other racing going on this weekend. The Wings, UMSS Wings, got a race in Friday night. Yep. Up in Superior. Our next guest won said race. At Superior. Patrick Heikinen. Nice. In the 13. Yeah, he was fast. He picked it up. He's going to be our A main event here tonight on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. I've never had a chance to uh, meet Patrick in person yet. You know, just kind of going back and, you know, I was kind of, you know, I'm doing my thing, just going through the old face bar and just trying to find stuff, you know, just whatever I can get. A little research. Yep. You know, just getting some info on whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's it's his second year doing this thing in a wing sprint. Yep. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to hear what he had to say, what he's got to say. Uh, curious to hear what he's got to say about his uh, win Friday night. Let's do it. Let's give him a ring. That's going to do it for the RTSB main suitcase race is out of here. It's gone. If you didn't make the transfer, get the hell out of here. See ya. RTS A main presented by TCB Speed North. Up next with the driver of the number 13 UMSS wing car, Patrick Heikinen. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things, give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear Tires. 
players who bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, and my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, boogity, boogity. This is Cody Emmons, driver of the 33C Superstock for Cape Cody Racing, and you're listening to Reaction Time Sports. How about that prayer? Worked out good. Worked out good. That was hilarious. We needed it after all just this technical mumbo-jumbo we just went through. That was so funny. Every time I hear that, it's something different Ugh. that I pick up on. Every time. Oh, too good. Oh. Well, that's it. B-Main's over. We're heading on over to the RTSA Main, presented by TCB Speed North. Head on over there. Get all your parts and accessories from Rob K.O. Jr. TCB Speed North. Hell yeah, give him a call, man. Get you anything you want to need. Yep, find him on Facebook or give him a call. If you got his number, give him a jiggle. Do it. He'll get you set up. For sure. A main time, man. I'm excited for this one. So am I. I am ready to go. Uh, winner from last Friday night up at uh, Superior yep. in the wing, uh, UMSS wing class. Yeah. First time. First winner. time winner. Can't go wrong with that. That's what, the best. I love having guys on that are first time winners because, yep. you know, you got to think he's still jacked up about it. Oh, yeah. You know? So just get everything, get all the facts, get all the dirty details. But on top of that, it's only been his second year in a wing sprint car. Yeah. So... Pretty cool. I think it's about time that we get him in, bring him in, and see what he's got to say. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, man. Driver of the number 13 UMSS wing car, Patrick Heikinen. What's up, man? How you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys tonight? We are doing pretty good. Doing good. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. I know it was kind of a last-minute deal, but, uh, you know, we... We're taking a look at things, and, you know, Cedar Lake got canceled and rained out, so we're like, let's give Patrick a call. Yeah, well, it's living the racing lifestyle. Last minute is basically how it goes. My girlfriend knows to have a suitcase ready to go because we might go to a track at any time. Ain't that the truth? That's pretty good. I'd probably keep her around for a little. She's, she's always ready for something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a keeper. <laughs> right on, man. Nice. Well, uh, before we get into uh, uh, the big uh, celebration of Friday night and everything, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, who are you and what do you do? I'm Patrick Aikinen. I drive the number 13 J&J Auto with a LaSalle engine sprint car. I come from Evelyn, Minnesota. I work at uh, Taconite Mine up here working on the heavy equipment. I basically have been around racing since I could walk. I was born in March 87, and I went to my first race that summer. When I was seven, my dad bought a super stock and been my way of life ever since. Yeah, I remember when we would go to um, Rice Lake over Memorial Day weekend. I'd always see you guys there with the Supers before we even got there. We went, we ran Rice Lake quite often from, I don't know, it was probably 2012, 2013. We'd, we'd hit there. Uh, we never really, I don't know, basically the time I got my own Super, we never really had a Saturday night track that we just stuck to. We bounced around. We'd go hit Ogilvy and... Rice Lake and Cedar Lake and, you know, basically try to see some new tracks and move around and have some fun and we'd hit Proctor up every week on the way back home and try to hit Superior on Fridays when we left. 
Yeah, that's the way to go. That's what I've always kind of liked to do. Just bounce around. Don't just get good at one track. And, you know, you, you see all them tracks. And then now, like in the sprint car, when we're traveling around, you've got plenty of laps at all them other tracks. So it's definitely, definitely going to help you. For the longest time, my dad ran tipping on Saturdays. We used to, if you go way back in the day, we'd run rapids on Fridays when they were a Friday night track. Okay. And if they didn't run, we'd go down to Superior. It depended on the week if we could make it down to Proctor on Sunday, depending on what everyone had to do for work on Monday. And when I started racing, we had a few issues that with the people that were running Hibbing at the time and basically had a couple issues with some calls and were told, we're going to call it how we want. If you don't like it, you're not from Hibbing, don't come back. And we basically loaded up the rig and said, all right, we'll find a different track to go race on Saturdays. And I think I've been back racing there twice since. Yeah, I've heard multiple stories, just like what you just said about Hibbing Raceway. That's uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, and the, and the thing with us is it's, you know, it's 25 minutes from our house. Yeah, that's the worst part. When you run Superior on Fridays and Proctor's on Sundays, it's not a big deal, especially now that we have, have the rig we can sleep in. Uh, say, all right, well, we'll just stay at Superior tonight. Tomorrow we'll drive to Ogilvy or Cedar Lake or Rice Lake. You know, it's only a... 45 minutes to an hour and a half depending on which track so you guys have been put i don't know what the running theme is here last week we had jory hughes on he was talking about racking up the miles sounds like patrick's been racking up the miles in the past drive even still now to this day driving from all the way up there and coming down to race depending on where the wings are racing at when we wanted to go sprint cars we knew it was going to be quite a bit more traveling at least until they can if they can get the wings to take off with with the northern renegades and from we, we went to the first show they had, and it was a, a great show, and the fans seemed to like it, and good car count. Hopefully, come next season, we can get some more wing shows up here close to us. It's basically wing sprint cars, what I've always wanted to do. If you got to travel a little to live your dreams, you got to travel a little to live your dreams. Yep, no, I agree with you. So, when was the first time you got in a wing car? Because if my memory serves me right, I, didn't you run a, an IRA car up at Superior? If you go way back in the day, the first time I ever got in a wing sprint car was back when Mike Ricks was running them. The five. He was helping with our super stocks, and we'd go down and visit him, and he'd let me sit in his car, and we'd go down to the Outlaw shows. Every year, we'd go to Cedar Lake when they ran them, when they were running them on Mondays still. Yep. And then they switched them to the weekend. We were always racing. But we'd go down to the Outlaw show, and my dad would always ask me, being, you know, a little 10, 12, 13, whatever I was, at the times we were going down there, who do you want to go see? You want to go see Kinzer? You want to go see Swindell? So I want to go see Mike. He'll let me sit in his car. <laughs> so, nice. And then we'd be down at his, at his shop in Duluth, and he'd be helping us set up our car, and I'd get to look at the sprint car, and, you know, he'd tell me a little bit about it. But the first time I ever got to drive one was Rice Lake in 2013. It was August 13th. We were actually sitting sitting in Superior on Friday, and, trying to decide where we were going to go race on Saturday when the race got over. My dad goes, well, where do you want to go? I said, well, we can go to Cedar Lake or Rice Lake. It don't really matter. Let's just pick somewhere and go. And he goes, wing sprint cars are at Rice Lake tomorrow. I said, well, the UMSS or the IRA? And he goes, IRA's there. I said, well, you know where we're racing. We come pulling in and this guy's got his, his trailer up there and he's got another car sitting next to it. And, we pull up next to him, and, and the guy's name is Wayne Majeski, 
and uh, I became really good friends with him. And, you know, I can't thank him and his dad, Bill, and the guy wrenching for him at the time, Ryan Zingle, enough because they're part of the whole reason that we decided to make the jump finally to sprint car. I still talk to them both all the time. Ryan was giving me some setup advice the other week. Uh, Wayne is just, he's unbelievable the confidence he's had in me, even just never turning a lap getting in one of his cars. And we're up on a hill, we're parked next to him, and I think it was like the second night out we were out for the year, so our cars just looked immaculate. And anyone that's been around Wysota Super Stocks or Modifieds knows that don't happen very often. We're unloading the cars, and they're, oh, you know, you guys got really nice stuff, and what brings you down here? And well, sprint cars are down here. We want to come race down here so we can watch you guys too. And so then Wayne asked me, he goes, oh, so you're a fan fan of sprint cars. You know, you want to come watch them? I said, yeah, I haven't, I haven't met anyone dumb enough to let me get in their car yet. And he's like, oh, he goes, well, buy my second car right now and you can run it. Well, uh, right about that time, both mine and my dad's checkbooks, my mom took and hid. And uh, nice. so I was on the other side of the trailer and I was, Grooving tires for the night and Wayne comes walking up to me and he looks at me and he goes do you want to run my second car he goes we don't have enough cars for a full show I'm a long way from home I'd love to get to start money and I'm like um are you joking and he's like no seriously he goes you can go out there hot lap it he goes you don't have to start the heat race but you gotta at least start the feature I'm like yeah I'll get in your sprint car we went out there for hot laps and uh, it was about the three worst laps in a sprint car anyone probably ever had in their life because <laughs> first thing we did is we got to the end of the back stretch and rolled out of the throttle and got on the brake some just like we would have with super stock and it rolled on the right front and it went straight for the wall and i went okay don't do that went into the next corner and drove in a little harder and got on the brakes and it still didn't really go and so then, you know, hot laps was over by that point after Baylog did a slide job on me and I had no clue what I was going to do if I wasn't clear because obviously I had no clue what I was doing. And <laughs> who, who would give me a 410 sprint car to go out and turn laps when they had no clue who I was? I still contemplate Wayne's uh, sanity on that one. but Right. So, <laughs> I might have to question him on that one. Well, he, I tell you what, he'd be he'd be a great person to have on the show sometime because he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and he's just a hoot. But we get back to the trailer, and I got my car up on the pit lift and no tires on it. I'm doing tire work, and I come back. Well, don't you want a time trial? I'm like, I can time trial it? Well, yeah, but you got to get in. You drew the number one pill. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, this will be all right. We hopped in and uh, went out there, and they're pushing me to the track, and I can hear them arguing on the mule about, you know, they didn't get this change or that change, or they don't know if there's gas in the shocks. They're yelling to me it's going to be tighter than a mother effer. And I'm like, I, I've never driven a sprint car. I won't know the difference. Just push me out there. So we went out there, and, you know, we qualified last, but we ran, remember what it was. It was like 13-some seconds for the lap, I mean, and we were running – like 17 seconds in the super stock around there. And I saw the video afterwards and the announcer and everyone's going, boy, he's not shy about getting on that throttle. And so we went out there and we started the feature for him. We parked it right away. Cause kind of what we decided was probably best for that night till we could prepare. And then we were supposed to go down that season and run the car 
car at Ashland for them, run it the full night, and we got down there and it rained out. We were actually going to do double nights with them and run it Superior at the Northern Nationals on Friday and then down at Cedar Lake on Saturday. And he was going to bring his 360 car up and he was going to do double duty on Cedar Lake. And I got a call the Thursday before, hey, uh, bad news, Wayne wrecked the car he was supposed to drive, so he's got to drive the car you were going to drive. Do you want to run the 360 up at Superior with the 410s get some laps? Hell yeah. So we ran the three, we ran the three sixty, and then the next it just kind of became an annual thing. They they come up, and over all the years, I think once we finally got to ran it at Ashland because every year it kept raining out, and that year we broke on the parade lap of the feature. But it was from two thousand thirteen until two thousand nineteen, I think it was. Every year they'd come up to the Northern Nationals. He'd be like, "Hey, I got a second car. You want to go turn some laps?" Be like, yeah, never, never really got to drive the thing as hard as I can drive my my car here. And you know, you're always worried about wrecking someone else's stuff and not knowing what you're doing. And it was fun. So, I mean, the first time I ever actually really got to open up a sprint car and see it how it wanted to turn, and that was when we took my car out at Cedar Lake's opener, well, not opener, the first points race last year. There, you just kind of explained to us how you got your uh, your first taste of uh, sprint car racing. It clearly, like you said, this was started back in 2013. And then, you know, you, like you were talking 2019, 2020, obviously 2020 was your first year. What in between then were you doing? And then what was the decision that was made that, you know, you're going to get out of what you were doing and you were going to go for this uh, sprint car adventure? 2007, I, I finally decided that I was going to race. I kind of... I always, I've wanted to race my whole life. And like I said earlier, when I was seven, my dad got a white soda super stock. And I kept telling him, I want to build a car. I want to build a car. And when I was in college, he basically told me, get through school and you can start racing. So I went to two years at HCC for diesel and heavy equipment mechanics. And then I started, started up for U.S. Steel and their mine in Kiwatin right after that, basically. So 2007, I was going to build a pierce stock. And he basically came up to me and told me, I don't want you building a pierce stock. He goes, we got a super stock here already. He had a pretty new car and his old car that he actually started racing with 19 years prior was sitting outside still. And he's like, let's put that car together for you and we'll at least make sure you like it. Before we even got to that point with that car getting put together, we went out. And he was running between my first and second year of college. And we got to the Labor Day shootout. And I don't know how much you guys know about the big specials up here, but the Labor Day shootout is their big two-day ta-da and hibbing up here that way back in the day it was you had to win a heat or a B-main to race. We got to the second day of it. He told me I've been working my ass off getting this car ready. I actually... Um, one of my good buddies, we borrowed his D-Mod motor to put in it so my dad could finish the point season at Proctor. He goes, you're racing the car tonight. I mean, we could go into that whole story, but I don't know how long you want your podcast to be because <laughs> that started with, with the starter falling off the car, getting pushed to sta- driving to staging and <laughs> having to get pushed started and going on the track two laps into the race. And that that's for a whole nother time but so i was gonna say let's do like a part two huh yeah wait whenever sounds good 
So then, uh, 2007, I started in the mine, and you know, we decided, well, let's build you a super stock. 2007, 2008, I didn't really get to race much because I was on shift work, and you know, working a screwed up. It wasn't even a seven on, seven off, or a seven 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 schedule. It was we worked four day shifts, and then came back, got off midnight Monday morning, and came back and started day shifts, going to weekend. It was so screwed up it wasn't funny and we made it out like four times 2007 2008 i think we made it out like five times and that was you know the middle 2000s there all the super stocks were three lane i'm running an old leaf spring bullet chassis that was updated to a super by cobra back in 1994 or something like that and we're out there just making laps and having fun in 2009 I bought a, a coil car and we put that together and we went out, we won rookie of the year at Proctor for 2010. We had both cars ready to go and it was, we rolled them outside in April before we put the engines in pressure, washed them, found some cracks and some spots on the chassis that concerned us. So that car got rolled out back and my dad goes, well, I want to go a mod run my car this year. I'll buy an a mod. So he's been doing a mod since then except for this year we haven't made it out yet basically i ran that car for two years destroyed it at the northern nationals called up mike faggers got hooked up with him bought a brand new super stock and ran his cars up until he basically decided he wanted to retire and was selling the business that wasn't really the deciding factor on on going sprint car but it kind of leaned a little on me because we had made such a good partnership and relationship with Mike buying stuff and working with them and trying to get these cars figured out and learning a lot. Uh, basically the final deciding factor was we were getting sick of running up North up here in the super stock class work all week to get the car ready. You'd go out and you'd have guys on the first couple laps. You'd be three wide in front of you and they'd pile into you because they thought they were going to win the race in the first corner. So now you have five hours straightening your body out to go racing the next night. And we're, we're getting fed up with the super stocks. And then I'd get a call from my buddy Wayne. Hey, come hang out with us at the sprint car track. And we'd go hang out with them or we'd go hop in his car and turn a few laps. And they'd be like, you know, this is fun again. I've always wanted to do this. I probably should do this. We're actually in second place in points at Proctor at the time. And they have that super stock series that travels around. And we went down to Ogilvy the first night and we just missed the transfer spot out of the heat and had to run to B main. We were actually leading the B main and we spun out, went to the back, made it back to the transfer spot and the car just snapped around again. Something's wrong with this thing. So we fixed it, went to Granite city the next night, started dead last in the heat race, made it to second four different times. And every time the yellow came out in the first lap. Finally, the last time that we got up to second, a guy basically came off the bottom all the way up into me, body slammed me, ripped the whole side off, stopped for the officials. They tell me I'm going to the back because I came down on them. My only reaction was, I'm scraping the right rear quarter panel on the wall on exit. How did I come down on it? But then they tell me, take it to your trailer. You've got a rub bar hanging off the car. I said, well, just pull it off. Well, it won't come off. It's bolted on. Well, my rub bars used to be just held in with a bolt butted up to it. 
So we got back to the trailer, and the promoter of the series comes up to me telling me about how, oh, you know, he's sorry about what happens and the calls. And I got a little excited at him over, hey, you're you're running the series. If you think it's a bad call, why don't you step in and do something? He's like, oh, no, 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 I don't step on people's toes. And so, oh, I'm done running the series. And then we loaded up the car, didn't run the rest of the night, got back home. My, my girlfriend asked me, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting the car up for sale. I said, screw it. It's time I go I go sprint car racing. I said, I've always wanted to do it. I've had enough of supers. I'm going sprint car racing next year. She kind of, you know, had one of them what the F wrong with you moments. Uh, because, like I said, we were second in points, and there was two weeks left of the season. And she didn't understand that I made up my mind we were going sprint car racing. We were talking with my buddy Wayne about, about a couple cars, and then I came across a deal on a, race ready car with all spare parts and that down in southern part of the state and went down there looked at the stuff stuff was in immaculate condition and bought it brought it home and been doing this ever since nice nice yeah usually when you kind of hear about guys that are switching classes and i usually either get into the wings or the non-wings with the umss they're usually coming from somewhere else and it was usually because we're tired of it not having fun anymore and now you're doing this now and you're having a blast well, you know what they always say, winning is fun. Oh, yeah. So it's a good time. I mean yep. but but even even when we first first get in this car, I can go out there and I can run practice night by myself and run a hundred laps and I get out of the car with a huge smile on the face because I mean these cars they're we don't have the horsepower the outlaw guys got, but they're good horsepower in a lightweight short wheel based car that has downforce and traction and it basically comes down to, at the end of the day, how big of a set does the driver have and how hard do you want to drive it into the corner? Yeah, that's basically it, too. We can make anything go. It's just it's, it's on the driver in a sprint car is what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, when, when we ran, ran the super stock, it was always you had to have the car almost spot on on setup. And, yep. you know, your percentages had to be right and you had to do this. The sprint car, yeah, it helps to have the car exactly where it's comfortable, but... You can go run a car and run the same speed lap if the car feels looser than hell or tighter than hell. And I mean, it's just your comfort determines the speed, not your speed's determined by the setup. Right. Yep. No, I agree with you there. So since you've been in the sprint car, what would you say is your favorite track? My my least favorite track is Superior, and my favorite track is Superior because it depends on which year you ask me about. So say funny, funny how that works because I uh, I did see a post and it said three hundred and sixty four days a little late, but picked up the win. Uh, well, did, didn't you didn't you see the see the race from twenty twenty there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I we we were at Hibbing the next week with the modified, and one of my good buddies from the Super Stocks. I was talking with him and his dad, and and he he goes, all right, well, he goes, I'm going to ask a stupid question because. I like to ask stupid questions to you. All right, well, go ahead. I'm used to them. He goes, now, you finished second in your third night out in a wing sprint car, and you've always wanted to run a wing sprint car. He goes, were you excited about getting second? And I didn't even say nothing to him. My girlfriend looked at me and goes, she goes, he was effing pissed. <laughs> and he goes, but you took second. I go, I led the whole race and lost it on the last corner. Right. That's a tough pill to swallow the first time that happens to you. It's the worst. I mean, but no, I mean, it's 
it's tough to pick a favorite because, you know, we run Cedar Lake so much. And Cedar Lake's a, a little bull ring that gets a pretty big berm that I haven't figured out how to drive yet, but the car usually works good around the tires. And, you know, we usually run pretty good there. We went to Jim Falls. I mean, that track, that was different animal that we were on. It seemed like it was slick, but it had a little bit of grip at the cushion. But, you know, it was the first night out for the year, and we were running in second till the last lap, and then ended up third. Superior, I've I've always loved Superior. I mean, even with my super stock, Superior's fun. Superior's fast. It's 99% of the time, it's smooth. It's racy. Every now and then you get down there and the weather doesn't cooperate and it gets choppy and, you know, you tear stuff off. But nor- normally when we were down there the last few years, it was just like it had been when we had the sprint. It would be slick and smooth top to bottom and you could put the car anywhere. As I get older, yeah, I like going fast. I like running the car wide open, but having a, a more technical track as, as I'm getting older seems to bring out the rush in me a little more because you got to be just so precise. You can't buzz the tires. You can't overdrive it on entry and skate the car. Ogilvy, I was pretty excited when we went there that I got a top five because the whole time I ever ran a super stock there, some odd reason, whenever we ran in the top five, the car broke. All, all these all these tracks we had to go to are fun. Alex was, man, that, that track is fast. Really I mean, fast. Yeah, even the first time I went there in a super stock, I told my dad when we went there in a super stock the first time, that was the old non-laminated tear-offs, and we're going up the back stretch, and you get a quarter of the way down the back stretch, and they're sitting there flapping on your shield, and then you can't see, and it's like, all right, we're cruising now. And, you know, you get in the sprint car, and it's like, okay, we're, we're going fast. Let's not screw up. This is going to end badly. First full year last year, driving a wing sprint car. Not a bad one to say it as that. 2020 UMSS Wing Rookie of the Year. Uh, six top fives, eight top tens, had a best finish a second. Come home second in the points. I'd say it was a pretty darn good first year for a rookie driver. Yeah, don't forget about two heat wins. Oh, got to throw them in there too. What, whatever you want to call it, our, our sophomore season here is, you know, it's not going too bad either. I mean, I think we got four heat wins and eight nights out been popping passing points a few times and one feature wins can't go wrong there but uh let's talk about that feature win friday night first one for you kind of explain to us how the night went for you and uh yeah just let us hear how what how you from your perspective well i mean the the night went you know like most normal nights i mean lots lots of times we go down to some of these different tracks especially if we don't work the day we race the night before just because Lots of times my nieces come with, so then that gives them a chance that they can go roam around the racetrack and we don't have to worry about cars being around. And They came down with us. We went down the night before, woke up in the morning, pulled in the pits, unloaded the car, basically knew, all right, well, this is where we're going to run. Basically had the car ready to go when it unloaded and went out, ran hot laps. Car felt pretty good wasn't quite happy with the gears I decided to try. Made a small gear change. You know, I think we changed like 20 points in the gears. Before that, we go down to the pit meeting. My girlfriend draws 33 for me. And she's like, well, I drew 33. I'm like, all right, well, that can't be that bad. Pretty soon, she looks at the lineup and goes, uh, you're starting third row. Chase is on the pole. 
all right, that's all right. We can, we can deal with this. Let's have some fun. So I walked over to Chase. He was looking at his car, and I said, hey, Chase, you just need your rearview mirror? He goes, <laughs> what? what? I said, I, I will run you down tonight. I said, I am going to catch you. We caught him in the heat. We couldn't quite get by him, and, you know, we kind of really wanted the heat win and didn't quite get there and went back to the trailer and kind of looked at the car a little bit and added some fuel to it. And, you know, we were talking about some stuff. My dad was going, well, do you think you got to do this? Do you think you got to do this? I said, I'm taking half pound of air out of each tire. I said, I ain't changing nothing. I said, we're, we're going to go run the car. And one of the sponsors on my car, shooter guy photos, Tom Crab, he goes around to the local tracks up north up here and takes pictures and helps out and promotes everything. And couldn't be happier about getting to represent him, especially when we got to park it in Victory Lane with him up there. And his daughter, uh, she's been coming to the races for, I don't know how many years, and we haven't seen her at the track in, in a bunch of years. And she was there that night because she knew we had the sprint car and she hadn't got to see me run the sprint car yet. So she wanted to make sure she made it there. And so we're standing, standing at the trailer and I normally have my girlfriend do the redraw for me. And, Sean comes up with the can, and I said, hey, Brittany's over there. How, no, have Lauren draw. And she pulls out, and I said, what'd you get? And she goes, two? Oh, boy, I was excited as could be because I love starting outside front row. I'd yeah. rather start outside front row than pole any day. Yep. You know, we're sitting there. We're looking at the car a little more, and my girlfriend's going, you're going to change something, aren't you? I said, nope, not this time. I said, I am not changing nothing. I look over and Chase has got his car up on the jack and they're changing stuff and looking at stuff. And I'm like, all right, maybe we got in his head a little bit in the heat rate. You know, confidence was pretty high. And then the green flag dropped. And I mean, it was about six laps of me going up the front stretch going, do, 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 this car is so slow. I told my girlfriend that afterwards that I thought she was going to fall over. She was laughing. She was like, but I'm going up the front stretch at like half throttle going, it's so slow why haven't anyone tried to pass me yet i mean we ran grand rapids earlier in the year and we were leading the heat race and my dad was in the infield and i told him after we came by i said dad i said i came by under yellow i was trying to get your attention i want to know how big of a lead i had in the heat because i want to know if i had to push it harder or if i was pushing it too hard or we're coming into a green white checkered and he was not really paying attention and we're driving around when that yellow flag comes out i was not happy when the yellow flag came out it wasn't so much that you know i knew chase was going to be restarting behind me because i wasn't concerned about that one bit it was we were just catching like the eighth of fifth place cars and they were in a big bunch and i was looking at them two and three wide thinking oh, this is going to be so much fun going through there. The fans are going to enjoy this show with me and Chase going through lap traffic. You know, we had we had to restart, and we are under yellow running around, and, I mean, it's not my first time in a car. I know the biggest thing on anything is run your own race. Don't let someone else get in your head. Don't worry about what they're going to do. Right. I knew just drive like I did the first corner. Drive it in on the bottom and float up to the top so that, you know, if Chase gets a run on me, he can't slide me, and then just go back to running your marks. Didn't spin the tires and just kept driving, and only thing I was thinking when we were getting close to the end, when they gave me the two to go, 
was. We're coming up to two to go. Case is in second. Last year, we were in this position with Harry. Granted, with six to go, Harry slid me. And I'm thinking, is he close enough for a slide job? So we went into the last corner and basically made sure we didn't make the same mistake we did last year. And we sailed her in on the bottom and split ourselves and ended up crossing the flag. And I saw the double red and white checkers. And I thought, well, the green light's still on and I didn't hear nothing. Maybe I'm seeing shit. I'm driving until they start screaming at me on the race even to stop. Nice. We, I think we took an extra lap or two and then, you know, we're we're a little excited coming to the scales. Uh, we forgot that we we're in a sprint car with, you know, just a left front brake and a inboard brake. And we came at the scales a little hot. They motioned for me to slow down. I kind of locked up the brakes and Oops. put the car sideways and missed part of the scale. And oh, you're excited. But, yeah, we we're we we're pretty excited. I, I think my reaction when I was on top of the wing might have been different if we would have picked up the first one at Cedar Lake or somewhere else. Picking up the first win at the track that we ran locally on Friday, and I had my sister there, and my niece is there, and you know one of my sponsors, the photographer there, and his daughter was there. Well, actually, I should say all my sponsors were there because the Spartan Sound Heaters on our car is our family business. My mom and dad and me were there, and the Haken and Racing, obviously, that's us. My girlfriend was there, and her parents and sister and cousin were in the stands watching. And like I said, it was. 364 days of basically looking at last year's race going man we let that slip away we're really really excited to get it done we're hoping we're not done for the year we're hoping uh we got something figured out here now that we got the camel off our back and pick off a few more and have a good strong second half of the year yeah that's super cool you got the win and you know all the family was there and you know at your home track Nothing it's kind of the special. Best. It's like the Cinderella story, but yeah, no, that's really cool. That race last year was very disappointing. I watched that, and there's nothing worse than losing a race on the last lap. But you got to figure it but, out this year, though. I, I mean, I I had a buddy that you know he's been around sprint cars forever. He called me after. He told me he goes, "Yep, it sucks." He goes, "It happens." He goes, "Being out front in a sprint car is the the worst position you can be at coming to the end. He goes, you have no clue how big a lead. He goes, you're open for a slide job. He goes, you ran great. He goes, it was your third night in the car. Get over it and do better next time. That's the beauty of it. You get to do it every weekend during the summer. You always get a retry every weekend. Well, I mean, it, well, and it, that's probably part of what sucked so bad last year was we, we always had the chance, you know, in front of the hometown crowd there. Oh, we'll come back next week and run again while it was, Let's wait till next year. I don't think that uh, anyone was shocked how hard we were running the car out front because I'm pretty sure everyone in my camp knew that once we get into the last five laps and I was leading, either we were taking the checkered flag or we were probably having a junk race car by the end of the night. Determined to get that one. Well, you picked it up, man. Congratulations on picking up that first career win. Nothing cooler than that. You know, keep things rolling. It's about time somebody knocked that nightmare off the podium there and uh put somebody else in victory lane so touche to that and uh yeah man i see a lot more in the future here for uh, in your uh, sophomore season driving this uh wing sprint car yeah thank you we appreciate it anytime man it was a blast uh great to hear your background especially the ira stuff that's crazy that's a crazy story in itself uh definitely we'll have to do a uh a, par- a two-parter on this deal and uh get some more of the stories from you uh who do you got to thank and uh who do you got to plug to uh to help you a week in and week out 
the main people that help me week in and out is, you know, myself, my mom. She's there uh, basically since we got in the car almost every night she's been there. She's missed a few races over the year. She makes sure we get paid at the end of the night. She makes sure we get fed. She makes sure us being the scatterbrains we are when races are going on, we don't forget something important. We know where we're starting. Um, my girlfriend, she's there almost every night. She's getting better at helping. I mean, we had a few rocky, rocky times with the super stock when I let her put some wheel covers on and she had to go track them down at the end of the night. Let's just leave it at that. And now Oops. they're held on with bolts at a quarter turn. Uh, my dad, in all the years I've had a race car, every night we've gone, he's never missed a race. I mean, it's so much fun to go with them. It's kind of a bittersweet feeling. Normally we have the modified out tool and we've spent so many years running two cars on the same night, getting to watch each other race. So it's kind of a bittersweet feeling going with the sprint car without them. It's, it's a relief because you only have one car each night. And last year when we went out with the mod, it was, you ran the sprint car this night, you ran the mod this night. So it was easier on everyone because you're just worried about one car when you went. I think that really helped us with both cars progress and pick up our pace some because you're able to focus on it. At the same time, we got to get his car back out here eventually. I got to thank Ryan Zingle because, I mean, I met him back in 2013 when he was helping, helping Wayne and Bill on their stuff still. And constantly, he's got to reiterate me, don't change the goddamn car. Just put the basic setup in and go drive the thing. Stop trying to find something faster. Just leave it alone. And I don't listen to him half the time. And he still keeps coming back and calling me and telling me what I need to do and here's what I did wrong in my race or here's what I did right or oh yeah you got four heat race wins this year already where's your aim aim just keep digging you're gonna get it I gotta thank Spartan Sony Heaters they do so much behind the scenes for us that's our family business it was incorporated in 1953 my great grandfather and my grandfather started it it's it taught me so much over the years getting to come out to this shop and putts with stuff and learning that, yeah, you can work your life away, but you got to do something for fun. That was one of the last things my grandpa, you know, instilled in us before he passed. I got to thank Tom, Tom Crob, shooterguyphotos.com. I mean, not just for, for us, I mean, for everything he does for the North, land racetracks up here i mean he's constantly posting pictures and promoting on race day and i mean on the other side of things he's in the air guard and probably half the time i've known him he's been overseas making sure that all of us get to go to the track you know we don't end up being iraq or iran or korea i gotta thank wayne and bill majeski because i mean they're they were crazy enough to first ever let me turn laps in a sprint car and I mean, I don't, I always want to run one, but I don't know if they wouldn't have gone out on that limb and let me run it if I would have one sit in my garage right now because I want to realize just how much fun it is and how much I want to do it. I got to thank J&J Auto Racing, uh, Jack and Bonnie Elam. They've been tremendous. We bought a used car last year and you call them up and talk to them and ask them questions and 
they'll sit there and talk your ear off just like you just ordered 15 brand new cars for Tony Stewart racing. I mean, I got a phone call the next morning from Bonnie congratulating me on my win. That's cool. uh, I got to thank, thank uh, Chuck LaSalle with LaSalle engines out in Pennsylvania. We would not be having the year we had if it wasn't for him. It's not that the engine is phenomenal thing that's out running. It's the fact that I called him on March 1st in this time when there's no parts available anywhere and said, Hey, some guy just came and bought my engine. I need an engine by race day. And he came through in the end and got us one. Eric Slade at, at Slade uh, Suspension. I will be the first to tell you, I have no clue about anything about shocks. I know the basics. What I want to do on the car, I don't know. I called him up. I said, send me a set of shocks I don't have to mess with because if I mess with them, I'll screw something up. And basically that's the shots we've been running on since we got the car and it's phenomenal yeah it seems like you got everything clicking and just been getting better every race keep on rolling yeah. keep rolling the rest of 2021 <laughs> i see a lot more wins coming man yep i hope so well hopefully we can you know at least keep the 50s tail tank in our sight for the rest of the year go get them that's the plan well best of luck to you the rest of the season uh definitely go pick up a few more w's keep that 50 behind you we will uh touch base with you on your next victory all right thank you much friday night's winner at superior driver the number 13 patrick hakenden no it's cool backstory i knew that he drove the ira car and i wasn't sure who it, who it was but once he said wayne majeski and i remember the white and orange and black 14 ajs so right super cool story no absolutely that's why we like having these guys on you can get the background story because clearly i mean who would have thought that that would have been his first experience, you know, instead of like a lot of the guys, we went to an arrive and drive. Right. He just met up with a dude at Rice Lake and got to drive a second car because he wanted to start and park and get the collect the check because they were low on car count. Pretty cool story. Can't go wrong there. Nope. Uh, best, of luck to, best of luck to Pat the rest of the season. Definitely uh, see him parking in victory lane a couple more times here before the end of the year. I agree with you. Speaking of victory lane, we got, some, we got some winners. Yeah. Got some winners to talk to. Just one, but he's brought the broom out. It's always nice. That's it for the A-Main. Let's roll into RTS Victory Lane right now. It's the RTS Victory Lane, presented by Mueller Jewelers, the official diamond company of Reaction Time Sports. Head on over there, locally owned, family run. Mueller Jewelers in the diamond business for 25 years. Head on over there for all your diamond and jewelry needs. Mueller Jewelers. Let's do it. Feature winners of the week, presented by... TheDukeSuperStore.com. Yeah! Promo code... 87MM. Yeah! 25% off yeah. Champion Racing Oil. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. Promo code. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Love it, man. A uh, lot going down. We already covered one. We yep. just got off the phone with him. Patrick Hakenen winning Friday night at Superior. Yep. Big wing, big wing winner. Doesn't get any better than that. Nope. Going wing dancing. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Wing dancing? Yeah, he was ecstatic in that pit victory lane photo. Well, yeah, first Super career cool. win. Can't yep. go wrong with that. After the heartbreak, uh, losing around the last lap last year and picks up the winner's home track. 
Like I said, doesn't get any better. No, not at all. Not one bit. Bunch of momentum rolling at Outlaw Weekend this weekend. Uh, yeah, we didn't. We forgot to ask if he was going to run. I got to assume he is. Yeah, he's running all the shows. Got so. to assume that he is. That'll be good. Uh, Northern Renegades also running the traditionals up at Superior on uh, Friday night. Yep. Uh, your buddy, Ken. Yeah, he's hot right now. Picking up the win Friday night with the traditionals with the Northern Renegades Sprint Car Series. They also ran one more time. I believe they ran at Ashland as well. Chris Lewis picking up the victory up there. Yeah, first win for him. I'm digging his car. I like the little joker on the side. That's kind of cool. I know. It reminds me of like some monster truck stuff. Right, yeah. It kind of does. A little grave digger It kind of does. You know, like we'd already kind of settled on Pat. I mean, I would love to have got him on the line and figured out what the heck's going on with that paint scheme because I like it. Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Western Renegades. They had a busy weekend. Two nights. They always have busy weekends, it seems like. They got another doubleheader. It's nuts. Dude, Miles, telling you, man, just getting after it. It's like, well, when Larson doesn't win, it's weird. And right? They're not running doubleheaders, it's weird. I know. He busted out the broom this weekend. Yep, two wins, pretty damn cool. Should we hear what he has to say? Let's do it. Hello? Hey, is this Miles the janitor? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yeah, I heard you did a lot of sweeping this weekend. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> Man, snap into a slide job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, not much. Uh, got done eating a little while ago, and I'm just relaxing tonight. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, after all that sweeping you had to do this weekend, the old El Presidente's got to take a night off and chill. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, really quick. Have you ever done a back-to-back sweep on a weekend ever in your racing career? Never. Never. That was the first time. Like, what? No. what's the range of emotions here? I'm still kind of in shock over the whole deal. It's hard enough to get, you know, one win at all with this group of guys and the type of cards we run, let alone to do two in one weekend. It's pretty amazing. No, I, don't. I, don't, I don't really know how to feel about it. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. You worked you worked your tail off this weekend to go sweeping like you do. <laughs> yeah. You need to you know what you need to do? You need to start holding on. You need to bring a broom and keep it in your trailer on occasions like this. Yep. Yeah, I guess. I I just run the old open trailer, so I usually don't need to sweep it out, but they're gonna have to start bringing know. it. No, you got because all you guys <laughs> do is run two nights a week. You don't even you don't ever run just solo shows, it's back to back weekends. It feels like it's been since like February. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of front-loaded our stuff this year a little bit. Uh, we're actually in the busiest tier, I would say, month. It's actually between June and July here, and then after that we slow down quite a bit till the end of the year. So right. kind of through a stretch here where we're racing a lot, and then we'll take a break and just do a couple here and there. So um, it's not, a, <laughs> not a bad idea. I mean, it's working out. I mean, why not do it during the dog days of summer and then – take it easy for a little bit and then just maybe back load it a little bit and finish your year off on a high note. Yeah. I don't know how it is like, Oh, where you guys run, but like around here, this is kind of the, the busy time of year where they have a lot of big shows in the area. So we got a few offers to do some of these bigger races and you can't really turn them down, especially when you're trying to promote this and they, they make it a big deal when we come to run their big events. So we definitely want to be a part of it. Oh, right on, man. Like, I always tell you this. You're doing a killer job out there. Keep up the good work. It's always a fun time coming out the race there with you guys and whatnot. So uh, two more two more races this weekend, correct? 
Yep, we uh, we actually have three this weekend. Actually, now three. that I think about it, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're halfway through our busiest time of the year. Holy um, smokes! We kind of talked as a group, and we wanted to try to do this Fourth of July weekend, just like I'm sure for you guys getting to race Cedar this weekend with the Outlaws. It's kind of our big weekend out here, and we got it set up to do some Western shows again for the fourth and we're just going to try it this year. And if it goes good, maybe we'll make it a yearly deal to kind of run around for the fourth. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Well, keep the, seriously, put a broom in your damn truck this weekend. All right. <laughs> Cause that's serious. If you'd for some odd, if for, you never know, crazier things happen. Maybe you're Kyle Larson and somebody else's body. I don't know. But let's just think if you win all three this week, you better have – Sam better be walking into victory lane wherever you guys are going to be on that third night with the broom, and you're going to be holding on top of while you're doing your cage dance. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's pretty tough just to get one out here. There's, you know, eight, nine, ten good, really, really good guys. It's it's tough. I just, you know, sometimes you get lucky, and some nights you just hit it. I think that's kind of how it went this weekend, I think. First night, if I would have had – you know, one more lap, I wouldn't have got it done. And then Saturday, we just kind of had it all figured out. Nothing better, man. Well, heck of a weekend to you, man. We won't keep you for too long. Yeah, dude, congrats. That's the best way to do it, back to back. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's been fun, and I'm excited to keep trying to get a little bit faster and come play with you guys in August. So. Oh, I can't come here soon enough. It's going to be good. <laughs> Cannot come soon enough, man. That's uh, That's going to be a heck of a weekend. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Now you, now you get to go for three in a row this weekend, so pressure's yep. on. Let's do it. Yeah, back at my home track on Friday in Underwood, so hopefully I always like to run good there. Hopefully we have a chance. I've been having a lot of fun. I yeah, I always say it doesn't matter if I win or run ninth. It's just it's a great class and a great group of guys, so I'm really, I've really been enjoying it. Uh, first of all, congratulations on sweeping this weekend second of all because i haven't talked to you on the phone since your little announcement because you bamboozled us the last time you're on this show and not you knew that you guys were expecting so congratulations on that as well yes congrats dude hey, yeah thanks i know we had to wait we had to wait a couple of days before we were allowed to tell anybody so trust me i would i wanted to tell you guys on the <laughs> podcast but i i didn't want sam to no, no, Sam no. give me a hard time. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't don't need that. I don't blame you. I know I gave you a little shit. I was like, what better time to announce it on the podcast? Come on. Breaking news. Get the beeper going. Beat it it. That would have been perfect. <laughs> but uh yep. best of luck this weekend, man. You know the deal. Say hi to the wife for us and everything. And uh hopefully we'll be calling you back next week to talk about that three Pete sweep. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me for a little bit, guys. I really appreciate all you're doing for all the series, so thank you. Hey, no problem, man. It's our pleasure, and, uh, yeah, you just be safe out there this weekend, all right? Yeah, 10-4, we'll be on it. Right foot down. Right on, buddy. We'll chat at you soon. Yep, later, bud. The janitor himself, Miles Tomlinson. That might stick. It might. The janitor. The janitor. He's got so many nicknames already. He's the El Presidente. He's the godfather. Now he's the janitor. Perfect. Just keep racking him up, Miles. I'm telling you, just keep racking up the nicknames and the wins. Yeah, hopefully Menard's got 11% off. <laughs> so he can get some wood, build that trophy shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is they always make the rebate bag so tiny. It's just dumb. Oh, it's like, 
I want to go buy the big stuff and go get 11% off of that. Right. You know, like a air compressors. I can't put that in the little brown bag. <laughs> ah, Menard. No. Always, what's always supported Tony Stewart. Home Depot. Yeah. The Home Cheapo. Yeah. I don't ever go in there. It's so awkward. They got stuff like placed in different aisles. I don't know. It is kind of weird, like, when you walk into a Home Depot and it's the middle of July and they're like, hey, check out these snowblowers that we've got on sale. Yeah, they don't put anything away. No. It's just weird. I, I can't. Don't. I don't know. Not a fan. What do you do? Go to Menards. What about Lowe's? There's nothing by me that's a Lowe's. I know. They're always out, like, they're I like guess it's one Blaine, yeah. It's still a haul. You know where you should go? Ace Hardware. There's nothing like that by me either. Dude, small. It's I mean, it's it's a chain for a hardware store, but it's more smaller. It's not like the big time, you know? right? You know, or just hey, you know what? Support local. Go find your local mom and pa hardware store. Go yep, get your no, stuff from them. I agree with you. There you go. RTS Victory Lane presented by Mueller Jewelers. Your feature winners of the week presented by theDukeSuperstore.com. Episode forty nine in the books. Brewster Baker. Done. See ya. RTS Fitty over the hill next week. She's coming. It is fast. Yep. Hopefully we're going to have some big time stuff going down to celebrate this over the hill accomplishment. It's going to be good. It'll be a good time. So stay tuned for that. We'll post it on our socials. Yeah, I had a good chat with Pat. Yep. Uh, I've had Miles chime in really quick. Talk about that sweep. Yep. Uh, recapped everything else. No, it's good. Take us time to go. Yeah. You know the drill. As always, thank you. Yep. No problem, dude. Appreciate you. Head on over and find all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, you name it. You can find it. Search Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Go through our entire library of episodes. Head on over. Give them a listen. You can find us on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Head on over there and like, follow, share, subscribe. A couple clicks. Make it happen. Dynamite drop in, Mike. I do what I can. Dynamite. Kaboom! See you Friday night at Cedar Lake. I'll be there. Best of luck to you. Thanks, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a good weekend. Yes, it will. Cedar Lake Speedway, Friday night. World Outlaws with the UMSS traditional sprints. Saturday night, all over again. Just the only change, UMSS wing sprints gonna be a good two-night of racing don't forget fourth of july this weekend come on out to the forest lake fourth of july parade come and check out the rts podcast float we'll have the sprint car on the trailer we'll be slinging candy can koozies temporary tattoos you name it come on out check it out it'll be a great time everybody have a wonderful fourth of july weekend stay safe drivers be safe drive hard it's been the reaction time sports podcast see ya